Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about hydrocephalus. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash hydrocephalus or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Hydrocephalus describes cerebrospinal fluid or CSF building up excessively within the brain and the spinal cord. This is the result of either overproduction of CSF or a problem with draining and absorbing CSF. Let's talk about the normal CSF physiology. There are four ventricles in the brain, the two lateral ventricles, the third ventricle and the fourth ventricle. The ventricles contain CSF. The CSF provides a cushion for the brain tissue. CSF is created in the four choroid plexus with one choroid plexus in each ventricle. It's also created by the walls of the ventricles. CSF is absorbed into the venous system by the arachnoid granulations. Let's talk about some of the congenital causes of hydrocephalus. The most common cause of hydrocephalus is aqueductal stenosis, resulting in insufficient drainage of CSF. The cerebral aqueduct that connects the third and the fourth ventricle is stenosed, or narrowed. This blocks the normal flow of CSF out of the third ventricle, causing CSF to build up in the lateral and the third ventricles. Other causes include arachnoid cysts that can block the outflow of CSF if they're large enough, Arnold Chiari malformation, which is where the cerebellum herniates downwards through the foramen magnum, blocking the outflow of CSF, and chromosomal abnormalities and congenital malformations that can cause obstruction to CSF drainage. Let's talk about presentation. The cranial bones in babies are not fused at the sutures until around two years of age. Therefore, the skull is able to expand to fit the cranial contents in a baby. When a baby has hydrocephalus, it causes outward pressure on the cranial bones. Therefore, babies with hydrocephalus will have an enlarged and rapidly increasing head circumference. Remember, the head circumference in babies is called the occipitofrontal circumference. Other than a rapidly increasing head circumference, there's a few other signs, and these include a bulging anterior fontanelle, poor feeding and vomiting, poor tone and sleepiness. Let's talk about ventricular peritoneal shunts or VP shunts. Placing a VP shunt that drains CSF from the ventricles into another body cavity is the mainstay of treatment for hydrocephalus. Usually the peritoneal cavity is used to drain CSF as there's plenty of space and the CSF can easily be reabsorbed. The surgeon places a small tube, called a catheter, through a small hole in the skull at the back of the head and into one of the ventricles. A valve on the end of this tube is placed subcutaneously under the skin and the catheter on the other side of this valve runs under the skin down to the abdomen and the peritoneal cavity. The valve helps to regulate the amount of CSF that drains from the ventricles into the peritoneal cavity. There's a few complications to VP shunts that you should be aware of and these are infection, blockage, excessive drainage, intraventricular hemorrhage during the shunt-related surgery and children can outgrow the VP shunt and typically they need replacing every two years as the child grows. 
So thanks for listening to this episode on Hydrocephalus. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. Written notes on all the podcast topics can be found in the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible, and you can find notes, videos, illustrations, and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on craniosynostosis.